Hello and again and welcome to episode 154 of, of SDGC for Thursday, July 11th. If you're not aware, Super Diamond Deformed Gamecast meets right here every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where we discuss the latest gaming headlines with a wide variety of panel members and guests. We also do a whole bunch of other stuff as time allows, like a separate show about movies and television and community community game streaming and a mental health support show and a bi-weekly morning show every other Friday. If you've been along for the ride so far, welcome home. If not, hey, feel free to stick around and maybe throw us a subscription. Every single podcast is archived in the next day or on our YouTube channel for those who like to watch. And you can find us on all major podcast services for those who like to listen. Yeah! Yeah, you nailed it, little dude. You're a rock star. You did it. Yeah, yeah. How how does it feel feel? to be the best John? Awesome. Did I feel awesome? Yeah. Nailed it. Now, quick, tell him once again that Witcher 3 has the best combat. Let's not put words in the boy's mouth. Here's the really important part, okay? Here's the most important part about this. Who Who is the handsomest dad in the entire United States of America. Oh, I'm going to kick you, John. It's actually me, which is weird because I'm not a dad yet. You're not even a dad. But you're a daddy. Who's dad? You. That's... I can't say uh, that. You heard it here first. I can't. He doesn't get it. That's a All right. So, Jaden, do you have anything you want to say before we log off here and let the let the boys handle it? Mm. You, this is your chance. This is your platform, man. This is it. Like, if you want to say something to the world, the world is watching. Now is the time. Wait. Wait. Live right Dab- now. If there's anything you want to say, this is the time. Dab on your dad so fast. Just he's my son. He's my, he is indeed my son. He's amazing. Oh, I'm amazing. You are. All right, everybody. Amazing. Have a good night. Way Enjoy the podcast. Bye. All right. They're going to struggle. There we go. Welcome to Super Deformed Gamescast, everybody. Finn, you're now the host now that we've lost Mini John. So Wait, take us away, know. big guy. Yeah, no, not you. It's your show. Okay, I guess I got I, it. I absconded because this was Little John's time. Yeah, that's then, true. Derek, you can say fuck I guess now. I'll just be, I can't say fuck now. <laughs> it was hard oh, to hold man. that in. Welcome to Super Deformed <laughs> Gamescast, everybody. Uh, I am Derek, and I'm joined by like some of my- third grade all over. I know. <laughs> some of my some of my bestest buds and fellow pod mates. Um, Finn, how you doing, bud? I'm doing all right, my friend. Yeah, you're sounding crisp. Aw, And looking you. beautiful, looking daddy. Aw. Justin, what's going on, man? I know your camera's giving you a little trouble, but... Yeah, my, my camera's been kind of messy, but I'm pretty good otherwise. Yeah, well, you know what? As long as the, the mic continues to work, cameras are secondary. Brandon, what's going on, my man? Hey, man. Hey. I know you have been playing the hell out of some Final Fantasy fourteen, and you're going to tell us all about it in a minute here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been playing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Jeff, what's going on, man? Uh, I just pounded back a big steak stir fry in like three minutes flat, and then yo, had a coke. So I got the rumblies. What a legend, yo! <laughs> anyway, that, if I have an unexplained absence halfway through the show, yeah. don't worry, I'm fine. <laughs> he's he's not fine. He's dying. <laughs> so tonight. Uh, this has been kind of a slow news week, which gives us a great opportunity for a fun show. That July um, slump. Yeah, you know what? We figured we'd start with 
kind of just we want to we want to bring back at the beginning of the show just talking about games and not news. So I wanted to ask everybody what they've been playing recently. And Brandon, you get to go first, man, because we know what you grinded away at. <laughs> yeah, so I guess John got me back into Final Fantasy fourteen. I've mentioned it a bit, but I'm, the, the progress I made has just been crazy. Uh, like I hit level 70. So I've been playing for a month. I just made a new character. I hit level 70 today. I'm almost done with Stormbringers. And so already <sighs> on the shadow. What is it? Already shadow almost done with Stormbringer? Like, I can't keep the names straight. It's Stormblood and Shadowbringers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Which, Shadowbringers is the new one. You're yeah. almost done with the one before this, and you're about to hit the content for the new game. You exactly. have burned through it, and you're playing Black Mage, right? Yeah. Man, some of, them, some of them screenshots you're posting, like... Nukes. Nukes for days. <laughs> Are you a big MMO guy, Brandon? Like, have you played Absolutely. a lot of other ones? No. I uh I tried to get into FF11 in 2004, and then I played WoW for a few years in vanilla, mm-hmm. vanilla WoW. But I, didn't, I didn't really even I didn't like WoW. Like I don't have fun memories of it. I played like every MMO up to level 20 in WoW, but that was like vanilla when it first came out. But yeah, I just I don't know. I I, I have trouble getting into them. Well, Jeff, what have you been playing recently? Funny enough, I got suckered in by the timeline. I'm playing Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, this is like my fourth time playing. I I've played it off and on since the launch of like the good version. Um, I get to level twenty, burn out, quit for two years, come back, try to resume my character. Can't remember what the fuck I'm doing, where I'm going, how my inventory works, what any of my items are. So then I restart a new character and just go through the same cycle. The, fir- the first fifteen levels are just like icon overload everywhere it, you go is just yeah a big, a big it's pretty overwhelming but like the game does a good job of like easing you into things uh like i am not i played star wars galaxies and dabbled in it wow but i am far from an mmo guy i don't know what any of the terms when i see people typing in chat i have no idea what the hell they're talking about but i've learned a lot in the last month <laughs> yeah the game the game's really accessible it does a good job easing you into it um Maybe a little too good. Like I've heard, it takes a long time to ramp up, but I'm gonna try and commit myself uh, this time because I've been bouncing around. I ba- I got through like seventy percent of Days Gone, and then took a week off, and I was just like, I just don't feel like booting this up anymore. So I played like an hour of Half Life, three hours of Max Payne three. Uh oh man, I must play like seven different games. So I'm hoping to settle into fourteen for a little bit here. You started Symphony of the Night the other day. That was yeah, fun to watch. So I, I, I am not quitting on that one. That's my game. When Christine goes to the gym, uh, I'm going to hop on and stream that for an hour. And it's like an eight-hour game, so that shouldn't be an issue. Is it only eight I hours? Feel like, I feel like it was longer than that, but it's been a while, so... Am I How the long only the person? Like eight to nine hours? Hmm. It's, it's not that long. It, oh. if, if, you're, if you're just kind of mainlining it, so... Finn, you were saying? Yeah, I was saying, am I the only person that played Final Fantasy XIV when the bad version launched? I, I think so. Game. I think you're the was, one person you're ever. You're the only person. I was there day one, and I remember just... And this was coming from a guy that hardcore played Eleven for like three solid years. My Link shell was uh, was very dedicated. And then I was so excited for fourteen. And it was so bad, guys. Like there was, there was not enough hyperbole to perfectly encapsulate uh, yeah. I, I remember how the, bad uh, fourteen the was. The performance was really bad. Like I remember just like running like ass. Yeah, and it's just, oh my god, like 
and and then i remember the whole realm reborn and no one expected anything from that because since when was an mmo ever able to like survive that level of failure i've never heard of it like holy most games period don't survive that and not only did it survive it is thriving every expansion is somehow better than the last and it has ended up with one of the best actual plot lines of a, any Final Fantasy game. And it's mind-boggling to me. And I think the best part about it is that they actually turn the failure of the original 14 into lore in the yeah. game. <laughs> it's That's the best part. They just reference... Right. Yeah, it's a canonical failure, and the entire world gets wiped clean. We blew it. And it's, it's part of the <laughs> fucking story. We fucked it, lads. It's we so can't come back good. from this. We gotta hit the reset button. That, I think, is the best part about Final Fantasy XIV, is that they took their failure and turned it into a plot moment and made it work. It was amazing. I don't know. Yeah, when I started playing the game, I went on YouTube and like looked up like the last 10 minutes of the 1.0 before they took the servers off, yep. and it's just like 100 people standing on a cliff just looking at like the calamity incoming about to destroy the whole oh, world. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, it's pretty Man, neat. I'm just saying, that that's, uh, that, that is a... Okay, a now I have to go look that up. You really I, should. I think I might have seen it before, but maybe long, like years, years. So, Finn, can I correctly assume you've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen as well? Uh, yes and no. I haven't met up with any of you guys yet, like any of them, because I took my Final Fantasy fourteen character from long ago back in the original, because I haven't played since the original baseline of Realm Reborn. Gotcha. And so I still had my level, like, 31 Paladin, and wow. I just paid for a... Uh, a uh, server transfer and i'm now with everybody and i've been like popping in and out but i haven't like met anyone yet i just haven't had time yet it's but crazy I've act- how much 1.0 looks like 11 it really yeah no and it yes 100 <laughs> <laughs> uh but i've just been playing like i haven't had much time with my new job right now so i've been playing shorter games and i've been going through uh both of the of uh, these actually do 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 the Batman Telltale games, because I've just been, no. I've been, I've been having a, a hankering for them, and just a, uh, just a little sadness about the death of Telltale. And I figure, I don't know how much time I have left to play these games before the actual episodes are removed from digital storefronts, because even if you buy them physically, you still have to download the the different episodes. Don't so, you love twenty nineteen? Oh, see that 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 part made me sad. I'm so glad I'm playing them now while I still can because I just finished the first one and I'm on chapter two of the second one. And I, as a longtime comic book nerd, I love what they've done with the Batman story and their takes on the characters and the twists. Like the first game had a swerve I was not expecting. It it it, it plays and reads like one of the best DC Elseworlds tales. Ah, oh, it's just so good. Now you make me need to get into this. You should. They're real good. Real, real mm-hmm. good. Justin, what you been playing, man? So I have not been playing FF14. I downloaded it, but because <laughs> um, I found out it was free to start up to a certain point, which I did not know. So I have it downloaded. I haven't played it. I've actually been playing Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, I grabbed it. on. It was on sale for like six bucks on PSN a couple weeks ago. So I, uh, so I grabbed it and I ran through the campaign and like it still has the usual dice like kind of jankiness and the gameplay and design of it. But I actually thought the story was decent. Like there's some really ham-fisted cameos in there that like 
feel very tacked on just because it's Star Wars and it's like, oh, we have to have Luke and Han show up and stuff. But like the actual core story with like the characters they created was pretty good. I I enjoyed that a lot. Um and I've been jumping into the multiplayer and playing that a little bit and it it's pretty good. Like they really have done a good job of correcting uh the state that that game launched in. Um and yeah, it's 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 been a decent time. Again, I paid six bucks for it, so like, you know, yeah, I, I'm gonna have a, probably a rosy opinion of anything I only pay six bucks for. So it's fair. That's, yeah, that's that's look. I mean, you know, my thought process is if you pay six bucks and you get like a good two hours of time out of it before you get bored, you've done all right for yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. like if you get to experiment with it and don't feel like you totally wasted an afternoon. It was worth it. Um, so I guess as far as I go, um, I've been juggling games like a motherfucker. Um, I am trying to finish Valkyria Chronicles 4. Um, nice. I've picked up or picked back up and I'm trying to finish Super Robot Wars T. Um, yeah. I want those out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. You get the Cowboy Bebop stuff pretty early, thankfully, which is nice because it's like one of the one part of the stuff that I'm there for. You get Cowboy Bebop and you get G Gundam like real early. Um, but yeah, so Super Robot Wars T. Um, I am. Uh, oh, hell. What else was there? Uh, oh, and I've been replaying. I, I'm working on moving quickly through my replay of Dragon Quest Four, uh, the Nintendo DS version. And um Oh, you mean the best version of Dragon it's Quest? It's so good. It's so good. Um, Dragon Quest 4 is my favorite. It's a good it's a good game. I still think 5. I, mean, that's I was going to say isn't 5 commonly like I'm replaying games? 4 5 6 to kind of refill out my thoughts um cuz I remember 5 always being my favorite, but you know, we're seeing 4 has grown on me so much since the last time. Um but like there's so much coming that I want to play and I have to clear some of my backlog off and some of the stuff I'm currently playing like judgment came out my copy is still sitting here just wrapped because I haven't had time to play it um I did beat bloodstained uh which was a really good really good time um and then we got Marvel Ultimate Alliances next week and then the week after that's Fire Emblem uh Three Houses so and I want both of those so you know, like I'm, I'm in a bad spot. You're in quite the pickle. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta have no social life so I can continue to not have a social life. <laughs> but that's, that's what All I got. Right. Um, so y'all, there is. This has been a relatively slow week. Um, but we did have one really, really big, completely out of nowhere announcement. Uh, which was the Nintendo Switch Lite. Um. Justin, I know you're kind of the hardware geek or one of the big hardware geeks out of a lot of us. Would you like to kind of break down what's different about the Switch Lite? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, basically, the Switch Lite is a new revision of the Nintendo Switch that is not dockable um, and does not have detachable Joy-Cons. It's a little bit smaller. Um, I think the screen is like 5.5 inches versus 6.5 inches, something like that's that. that's right. Um, yeah, so it's, um, about, it's $199 US, um, which is a pretty good, uh, price drop, uh, for it. Um, oh, it has a proper D-pad now instead of just the four separate Yeah, buttons. that's right. Um, that's kind of the big thing that people are, um, talking, I mean, that's probably actually the biggest change with it, aside from, 
you know, the change to uh, docked play being removed. Um, but other than that, uh, yeah, it's just on a smaller, uh, it's on a smaller node, so they could get the size down a little bit, run it a bit cooler, get some better battery life out of it. Um, and it sounds like the regular Switch is also getting a refresh with, like, some modest changes to, like, clock speed and RAM and stuff. Um, it's not going to be, like, a Switch Pro or it's anything. It's not like it's... a Switch Pro. It's just, like, they were able to do some stuff with a revision, kind of like how the Xbox One S um, has, like, a slightly faster GPU than the base Xbox. Um, it's not, like, toted as being, like, a huge upgrade, but it seems like there is, you know, a bit of an improvement um, on, you know, th this uh, revision of the, you know, full-size Switch. Yeah. It's probably like, like not the kind of thing that anybody would really upgrade for. It's just, it's the Correct, PSP yeah. 2000, you know, it's, it's the new version of the yeah. base model that is basically the same. Now I'm trying to remember who here has a switch and who here does not have a switch. I have one and, and I love it. I think I'm the only one that does not. Okay. Jeff, I didn't remember. Do you have, you have a switch? I do. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, sporadically used, but I have one. Yeah. Same. Now, is anybody who has one, yeah, Finn, I saw you in chat. Is anybody uh, else thinking of maybe switching over to the Switch Lite? No. Yeah, Finn, what's what's got Dead you? Silence. Yeah, talk, talk, Finn. What what are you thinking? What's making well, I mean, you want to swap thing. out? I, I mentioned chat. I have docked the system three times. Launch. Uh oh. Only B. Your We're mic losing was... your uh, mic, Finn. I think if you want to switch to your webcam mic. That no, works. don't do that. Don't do that. Just okay, literally, that. just turn the gain on the back of your mic up a tiny bit. It's the uh, it's the voice gate on Discord. So that gain dial, just turn it Spot a little that. bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know what's going on with this mic. Anyway, uh, I, I it's the switch has pretty much since day one exclusively been a portable system for me. So. Sexy Pokemon Sword and Shield exclusive version of a DS Lite that is going to do the same fucking thing that I already do for it. Uh, yeah, done. Yeah, you'll get that better battery life too because it's it's what like an yeah. hour or so more. It's that like hour about, makes a difference because I travel. It's like roughly all the time. two hours, I think. So. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, and that's I travel pretty good. all the time. So yeah. that's another reason why the Switch basically became a handheld console for me is taking it on trips, planes, or car rides. It's a uh, it's ideal. I don't even pack the the dock. I just take the console with me as a as a portable game, and I don't ever really notice any downside to resolution or frame rate or whatever. I know people talk about that. I'm like. Whatever, I'm playing my game. I don't even it's care. A, it's a seven-inch screen. It's not on a big TV, yeah. like you know. So I, uh, I have, I've never cared. I've always been. I, I am very excited for it. I think the price point's nice. I think it's going to sell like gangbusters. So yeah. Now, Brandon, would a Switch Lite convince you to buy a Switch, or does it not address the things that have made you not buy a Switch so far? Yeah, it's it's not a it's not a hardware thing. It's just a software thing. Yeah. I, I, I don't, haven't been into Nintendo games since I was a kid, really. Yeah. Well, you look at a lot of the stuff that you're into, too. Like, you like a lot of the online shooters. You like, like stuff like, I mean, you've been playing Final Fantasy XIV for how long? You are playing a lot of Apex before that, like, yeah, you know. PC, P I mean, PC is all I need, honestly. You're a big PC boy. And then I need yeah. a PS4 for Final Fantasy VII. I have that. <laughs> yeah. 
So um, with all of this, uh, basically came some confirmation. Um, there was, I don't remember the guy's name, but, but like, basically we know uh, through some data mining that these are the two revisions coming up. There is no, at least not in the immediate future, no pro version, no Switch Plus or Switch 2 or console-only version of the Switch. We're getting a refresh to the base model. We're getting the handheld-only version. Yep. Um, how do y'all feel? Do y'all feel like it's a good move for Nintendo to hold off on doing like a powered-up version or successor? Or um, do you think that it's a mistake? Do you think it's too soon to tell? Justin, you got your hand up. You go first. Yeah, so, um, like, I, I, I know I'm somebody that... I, I never like revisions that take out a lot of features, which um, the Switch Lite does, um, especially since there's some key things that I associate with the Switch branding. I, I understand the name has to be the same, just to make it clear. Yeah. It's like, Let's hey, put a like pin in that, game. because I think that's something we should definitely get to, um, yeah. is those um, downsides, but continue. Yeah, but um, I think the Lite is a very smart move. Um, I think especially with Pokemon launching this year, um, it's going to be a huge, huge thing for a lot of, um, especially kids and holiday presents and stuff. I think it's going to be really good for like the people that are just going to use it for Pokemon um, or, you know, other very handheld focused things. And um, in regards to like a Switch Pro or a Switch Plus, I'd rather them you know, maybe have a shorter time before, like, a full-on Switch 2 instead of trying to do, like, a mid-gen refresh kind of thing because the Switch is already kind of at a strange, you know, power level in comparison to the um, the other consoles. And it's currently getting some ports, but, you know, once, like, PS5, um, Xbox Scarlet hit, they'll probably want to, you know, at least get it up to, like, a similar, you know, ratio... Um, so that they can still be getting some of those ports. So I th and I think you know, like a Switch Pro probably wouldn't be enough to get it there. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's also that much of a demand among the Switch um, Switch user base for more power. Yeah. See, I'm I'm kind of with you in that if if to me like a Pro, the point of a Pro revision to me feels like it's to kind of extend the life of the system, and I don't know that I want its life extended to put off a switch to any further um because i mean as good as a switch done you have to imagine that this successor would be a a switch to not some completely no, no. different monster but it, it is would Nintendo. Be a switch it would be a switch U, and it would be a phone oh, <laughs> no don't don't scare me finn um, switch you baby count it does does anybody else feel differently from that do they feel like it might have been smarter to have a pro model in the works. I mean, I, I'm sure we wouldn't have gotten it this year, but no, I like, I don't think so. Like a pro model. What, what are the reasons you would do a pro model, right? One is you are release more powerful hardware. One is say you want third party ports that the current versions cannot handle, but they're not going to split the base like that. They're not going to release a new, more powerful version of switch that gets games that the other ones don't like that's, I know they did the new 3DS and it had yeah. like a couple of exclusives like Xenoblade Chronicles, but um, you think at that point, just go all the way. Like, yeah. Like just go to a new console, like Justin said. So I just like, that's one reason you do it. And I don't see them doing that. And then 
otherwise for their own first party stuff like they all look and run great um like like you said that user base does not care about 4k they do not care about like playing stuff at 140 hertz like they're perfectly happy with the games that they're getting and i think the focus should be on driving the price down and getting some of those lower tier markets in and like the switch light opening that up to different audiences rather than trying to push it as like an elite or premium product i mean there is an audience for that but i don't think that's nintendo's strength and i think they know it yeah i mean i guess if you look at what the switch has been doing it's been blowing up um in japan especially where which is always kind of a stronghold for nintendo um, but that handheld capability is really what's, what's attracted yep. a lot of the, the Japanese, uh, market. So I guess the next question I have, and I don't know that I know the answer to this. So if anybody has a strong opinion, uh, please chime in, but does, does a handheld only switch help in that Japanese market, which sounds like a silly question, but like, would it actually cause it to do better than the switch currently already is or do we think it's maybe just a way to maintain momentum like i don't know i'm i'm of multiple minds on that hmm. well uh or, sorry finn go ahead no i was just gonna say the traditional thinking is whenever nintendo makes a light version of something it it gets a huge boost in momentum and sales and when you're making a uh, updated sleeker cheaper version of a console that already is taken off in japan because of its portability uh making it cheaper and more portable and like slightly better battery life for these trips i think yeah it's gonna get a boost whether cool. or not it was needed uh, i think it was gonna still keep selling well based on its software justin I think I think Japan probably has like the highest percentage of probably is probably going to have like the highest percentage of people buying another switch or a replacement switch. Um, I think um, a lot of places, you know, outside, maybe people have been, you know, waiting for price to come down or something. But I think, you know, probably a lot of people in Japan are very portability focused. And so they might get those double dips like like they have with some of their other successful handhelds. Yeah. I mean, look at the 2DS and the success it had. And even though it removed key features from the 3DS, uh, it didn't seem to matter well, to anybody. Key features? Just the, the 3D, 3D, wasn't it? The, well, yeah, and also the clamshell shut down. Like, it didn't... It it removed oh, the yeah. 3D of the 3DS and called yeah. itself the 2DS, and people were like, what was the point of this? And then the 2DS, like, kept 3DS sales alive for, like, two years straight. I think... 2DS was a monster. It was like, and no one well, saw that. It was coming. also it was, what, like eighty bucks or something like that. Right. Something it was, like it was real cheap. It was cheaper. Removed features. People that wanted a portable handheld didn't really care about. And when you are buying a Switch because of its portability, you're not going to care that you can't dock it. You care yeah. that it's fifty bucks cheaper, has better battery life, and has a better D-pad, and blah 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 blah. I'm just saying. I think the Switch Lite is going to do very well. Uh, and I don't personally see the need for a Switch Pro. I just like in two years we get a switch too. Yeah, Brandon, I thought I heard you try to chime up a moment ago. Not, not really. I don't have a lot to say about the switch, but I, I do think it's like obviously for the Japanese market, you know, yeah, big big move there. 
Yeah, I feel like which on the trains. <coughs> yeah, I think I think the hybrid move was really really smart for the U.S. But with Japan, I mean, just console. I mean, the fact that the Switch was blowing the PS4 out of the water almost out of the gate in Japan. I mean, that just kind of goes to show you that, and the PS4 was doing good over there. Like the handhelds like, are just a different different game in Japan. The PS4 did incredibly well in Japan, considering it is not a portable. I think it's the best a dedicated console has done in Japan in a long time. Uh, but then once the Switch came out, it just further showed the fact that portable consoles are king over there. Yeah. Yeah, now, I think... Oh, oh, sorry, Derek. You go ahead, Jeff. No, I was just going to... Yeah, I was going to say I agree with everything you guys have said. And I, my initial reaction was, uh, like some other people, I was like, well, if you can't dock it, if you can't Switch, then it's not really a Switch. Like that, to me, is such a core concept of the game and why it's been... Or of the system... Uh, and why it's been so popular is just that freedom to play anywhere, any way you want, all the different control styles, on a TV, handheld. Uh, but I think what I've come around to is that this isn't a Switch. It's The Switch is now the brand. Mm -hmm. The Switch is the yeah. modern Nintendo ecosystem. And this Switch Lite is the 3DS. This is the handheld portion of that, but it's still a Switch, so they could streamline all their development studios and just focus on making games for one platform. But in terms of hardware, I think we should really view this as more of a 3DS than a than a Switch. Yeah, I saw. Um, I don't remember who it was on Twitter. It was was it it was it was one of the major games writers that I follow, and I wish I could remember who so I could I could uh, attribute this to them. But um, they were talking about how their their first thought was how it's it's weird to call it a Switch. When it doesn't, it doesn't dock. It doesn't switch. It's it's just handheld. Um, but then thinking about the problems you get into if you call it something that's not a switch, but still try to communicate that it it plays switch games, like you know, then you're trying to say, oh, this is a device with no games of its own, and all it does is play switch games. Then then is it not just a switch like subset? And and there's there's almost no way to communicate this device that doesn't come with like an asterisk on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just it's a, the Switch is the brand. Yeah. Switch so. Lite is a version of the Switch that has lighter features. Yeah. Now, the Switch Lite is not going to be able to play every single Switch game because it Correct. only works in handheld mode. So no docked mode and no tabletop mode. And there are some games uh. and a lot of functionality that only works. Like, you can't play Mario Party at all. My understanding mode. was you could pair Joy-Cons with it. Um, has that been confirmed? Because I thought that it was no external controllers. This is what I read, like, when it was announced. I haven't yeah. read any follow-up articles. Obviously, there's always kind of miscommunication. Let me do a double-check Don't call me quick. on that. That was my understanding, because yeah. that would be, like, crazy. And, you know, all you have to do is make sure that the packaging says... Uh, only compatible with Nintendo Switch, like the way Xenoblade Chronicles 3D did. Okay, um, it does appear, uh, at least according to IGN, because uh, they were the first thing that popped up when I Google searched for this, that you could play it in, you can pair external Joy-Cons with it, you can prop it up on something, and you can play it in tabletop mode. So, are there any docked exclusive games? I don't think so. There's handheld exclusive games like Severed, which was originally a Vita game because it has like touchscreen 
combat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, but I don't think there's anything that you could only play in docked mode, yeah. to my knowledge. Now, there's stuff that I don't think I could really imagine enjoying in tabletop mode, like... You know, do well, you really I, want to play Smash Brothers multiplayer yeah. in tabletop mode? Like the, Smash Brothers in handheld mode. <laughs> the one thing that I think, I think the biggest thing is Labo. Um, is that Labo will not work? Oh, that's at right. All with the um, with the Switch Lite. Like, I think that's like the biggest thing. And then the only other thing is like some other. Uh, like one to switch. I think it's Labo. Thing. Is it Labo or Labo? Oh, I've never it, heard it, it pronounced is... out loud. Actually, I think so it's I, I think know. it's Labo. I think if Labo was a a smash hit like runaway success like Nintendo was hoping, it'd be a different story. It's been a lukewarm reception, so I don't think anyone's crying over the inability to play Labo on their system. Yeah, it feels like a. I mean, I don't, I don't think people are too up. I don't think people would be too upset by it but i think that's just the most glaring thing that doesn't work yeah. i'm just happy to find out the tabletop mode works because that was a major concern of mine was was how are you going to communicate with with consumers that uh oh this only plays like some of these games but not all of them but i mean it's not really an issue anymore so yeah but then unless you already have a switch then you're dropping another hundred dollars on a pair of joy cons and then you're basically back up at the price of the normal yeah by the time you get like a stand and then a 70 (laughs) dollars set of joy cons you're back up yeah the price was i mean you get better battery life but but you get a dot where you they sell you a cheaper console but then all their accessories are way more expensive than anybody else's yeah um hang on brandon you got something Oh, okay, you opened your mic up, so I didn't know if... Yeah, I, just, uh, I just opened it up. Without your camera, that's kind of my version of you <laughs> raising your hand. Oh, okay. So I'm just trying to be, trying to be uh, active on that. Justin, what's up? Um, I'm just curious. The, the, you, you keep mentioning tabletop mode, but as far as I understand, the, the light doesn't have the kickstand, right? No, you would need something else to physically prop it up. So okay. there will be third-party, like, <laughs> like, you know, like I, they showed an IGN, like where there's a little third-party, looks like a little, okay. little, little, little art easel that you stick it on, um, you know, or if you get one of those goofy things, on, like on phones, that looks like a little leg or ball that you stick on the back of it. I don't know. Uh, whatever people are, are brave enough to do <laughs> with their handhelds. Your Ouya controller, just throw up behind there. <laughs> Ooh, we don't talk about the Ouya. We're going to talk about the Ouya controller later, but um, I'm going to hate it. So I'm trying to think then what. With 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 the switch light coming, it's it sounds like it's generally a good idea. It's probably we all understand more aimed at, at kids and people who are really, really going to use it for their portable mode than as an upgrade for switch owners. Um, what, how long off would you guys, we kind of touched on like no switch pro. Maybe we'd rather see it move to a switch successor. You know, we've talked about the fact that the the next PlayStation next box are around the corner next year. Like, should we be looking forward to an actual switch successor in the next couple of years? Or do you think we're a ways off on like a switch Two? you think three years, Finn? up releasing their next system way through the other consoles and they've been doing that since the Wii U. Yeah. Oh, we came out that. at the same time, but then the Wii U came out before the PS4 and Xbox One launched. Yeah, it was 2012. 
Yeah. So, and then the Switch came out near the tail end of this generation. So I don't see a Switch 2 coming out anytime soon, at least not until sales really start to, to lag. Yeah. I don't know when they'll release it, but I think, you know, if I were them or my optimal time would be late 2021 or sometime in 2022 you know we're seeing ps5 and next xbox come out at the end of 2020 so at that point i think you want to wait as long as you can to pack in as much power for as little of a premium and then try and like you're never going to reach the power of those but just get you don't want to just catch up the ps4 and xbox one right you want to try to be within spitting distance of like a low end of some next generation system. So I don't know, to me, that's the play is like, don't let too much of next gen pass by, but give yourself like a one year window. Um, so that would give switch like a four, 4.5 year lifespan, which is kind of what the Wii U did. And obviously they'd be moving that fast for different reasons than the Wii U, but I don't know. That's, that's me. Yeah. That's a, that's a good thought because I hadn't thought about, um, the fact that yeah, the the later you wait, the better the hardware you're going to be able to pack into a Switch Two for the price. If we assume that they're going to do just a Switch Two, which I mean I think we all agree is is the the correct move for them. But Finn, you had your hand up. Oh, calling it. No, uh, I was just going to say they don't. They are no longer competing with Nintendo and Xbox, and that's but. I also highly doubt they don't understand that they have a very healthy success as being the secondary console of a lot of other gamers. Another console period increases the chance that they're catching consumers looking for a second system as opposed to people that are just buying into the new generation. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Piscatella had the, had some data to support that about how the X amount of gamers uh, had Switch as a second as their secondary console. Yeah, yeah, he brings that up a lot. That it's it's got a lot of crossover with PlayStation and Xbox owners. Very um, much. Yeah. So I I feel like that pretty much wraps up. I mean, I don't know that I have any more takes. If anyone else has any further um, takes or elaboration or questions about the Switch Lite. Sounds like we're pretty set. Yeah. Cool. Well, we were looking, since this was a slow news week, we were looking for a fun time. This might be a short show tonight. We have so that's little fine. news. Yeah, that's fine for all of us. The, yeah, we can get the questions. Yeah. Um, and which, by the way, anybody who has questions in chat, um, maybe, uh, Justin, do you want to try to keep track of any questions that come in? If people post anything in chat? Yeah, and sure. we'll try to uh, get to those at the end of the show, since we'll definitely have the time. Yeah, um, I, I have a good one I pulled from Twitter. Um, oh, yeah, to. yeah, absolutely. Um, no, no more bathroom discussion, Rob. We've already done that. Um, but uh, one of the things people are really excited about with the Switch Lite is the fact that it, it swapped that four-button D-pad for a true cross-shaped D-pad, uh, which solves one of the biggest control complaints people have about the Switch. So perfect segue into our fun topic. What is your favorite controller of all time? And what makes a good controller for you? How would you improve on the the controllers you love the most and the current generation of controllers? I guess would be a better, more wide range to ask. 
So I don't know who wants to hit that first. Finn, maybe throw that at you first. It's going to be a controversial choice. Uh-oh. Uh, it's the PS4 DualShock 4. That is a controversial choice. Uh, Why would you understand. say something so bold? Starting strong. Uh, I, I love that controller, man. I know people with bigger hands have issues, and that's fine. I'm not invalidating them. But for me, it fits incredibly well. I love... I will never not love any moment where a game uses the speaker on the controller as a little, as an extra like little level of immersion. I liked it in Grand Theft Auto. You could hear the cop sirens when they're chasing. Us. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and most recently, um, Days Gone, the whenever you got the audio recordings, it would play through your controller. I remember the first game I played that utilized it was Infamous Second Son. Yeah. At least the first time I remember it being utilized. Uh, Battery life isn't great on it, but that doesn't bother me because at the end of every night, I just leave it charging and then it's never an issue for me. But I love that. I love the touchscreen. I love the dedicated share button that Switch improved on. But having it there on the controller was such a game changer back in 2013. Yeah. And the controller is filled with like unnecessary things, but little touches I love. Like I just, bar. I love the light bar and how in bar. certain games it changes color based on like your health or who you're attacking or if you're playing a multiplayer game, it changes based on what player you are. It's just dumb little touches that developers can choose to do or not that I always really appreciate. Uh, the D-pad is amazing. I, the DualShock has always had a good D-pad for me, especially when you play 2D platforming, action games, stuff like that. Um and I'm also just personally a fan of non-offset control sticks. I, I never liked them. Um, they can go to hell. <laughs> You're like, this isn't spicy enough. Let's, 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 let's ratchet up the Scoville units on this take a little bit. And I think maybe if I was a bigger first-person shooter fan, I might uh, find the love of the Xbox controller people always love. But I think specifically for me on the Xbox One controller, the shoulder buttons are super mushy. And I hate them. A little them. bit. Hate them. I I don't think either controller matters for first person shooters either. They're the same to me. Brandon, what's what's yeah. your favorite? What's your preferred? Uh, by far the Dreamcast controller. No, I absolutely really? love the way the cord comes out the bottom so that it rests in your lap and you have to like constantly shift and move it around while you're trying to play it. Then there's this huge hole. Run. I'm joking. I hated it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's a really unusual. I was with you. I was with you. <laughs> I, I was not a fan of it. At first you were like, oh, the, the way the cord comes out the bottom. And I was like, oh, I guess some people could prefer that. And it's like, so I got to, you can rest in your lap and then you got to adjust it around a lot. I was like, it anyway, doesn't so, no, sound real, like. Though, um, I guess either. Uh, I like simplicities. I would say either the DualShock 2 or the Super Nintendo controller. Oh, the PS2 one was great. Super yeah. Nintendo yeah, is so good. Great. Yeah, and the Super Nintendo, it's just, it's nice and light. It, it I mean, the, the most, imp- it, the Super Nintendo controller was the most improvement over the previous controller of any controller, I think, ever. Because the NES was, you know, that rectangular block that would angle <laughs> into your palms. And they, like, I remember even as a kid, they would sell these, like, plastic grips that you could put on the NES controller just because it was so naturally abrasive yeah but yeah so anyway the super nintendo controller i got i got one to bring up though brandon what about nintendo 64 to gamecube where do we consider that leap (laughs) i'm not a gamecube controller fan because okay c stick yeah and stuff like that i don't don't, yeah no i can feel that 
That was yeah, more like of a, the weird uh, rag at the like N64, but... <laughs> the me Melee fans were, uh... Were, were just, like... They I, loved I it because they grew to love it, yeah. but the GameCube controller was not a great Yeah, controller. like, for me, I had a GameCube, an Xbox, and a PS2, so, like, I would... I only use the GameCube to play exclusive games because I would rather... Like, I wasn't going to buy Tony Hawk on the GameCube, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to buy yeah. that on PS2 and play it with a DualShock. I feel like if there was a Switch Pro controller like built like the pro controller that plugged into a gamecube controller adapter it was just oh. a wired like that that would probably catch on real well at tournaments but like the 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 wired plug as a as a as a former to like it's such a pain dealing with wireless controllers at tournaments that's probably more than anything why that's stuck around um so yeah but dualshock 2 and the super nintendo that's good choices man that's good choices jeff favorite controllers Oh man, I, I've this is a tough one. So for me, we, we you said you, we wanted to talk about what makes a good controller too, and I have to talk about that in my decision. Yeah. Um, for me, there's a few things. There's battery life, because I mean, all my favorite controllers are going to be wireless now. I was fine with wired controllers 20 years ago. I can't go back to wired. So it's got to be wireless. It's got to have good battery life. Ergonomics are super important as someone that's had a lot of tendon and joint issues the last couple of years. I just cannot, like, I respect the Super Nintendo controller. I cannot use that for more than 10 minutes. Um, so I need something that fills my palms, something meaty. Um, so it's down to the DualShock 4, the Xbox One, and for reasons I'm about to describe, the Wii U Pro Controller, which is criminally underrated. The Wii U Pro yes, Controller has, like, 50 hours of battery life. The button placements are perfect. The D-pad uh, is good. The button placement was my problem with it, though, because I bought it specifically for Bayonetta 2, and I just could not get used to it after being like used to playing Bayonetta on a 360 controller. It was a little weird having the the offset. The only yeah. has any other controller ever done that where the it face buttons were down so there? Like, I, no, I, I, I used I, Bayonetta I, 2, and I still wasn't used. To it. The yeah, symmetrical it's... sticks are at the top of the controller, um, and Boy, maybe the... underneath. This, maybe this is a, just like a personal. Maybe I have odd, deformed hands. But when I rest <laughs> my, when I put a controller, my thumb's default position, the top of my thumb is at the top of the controller. To use analog sticks on the DualShock 4 at the bottom, I have to actually pull them down. And then when I start getting in there, they get a little crampy and a little bendy. Uh, but the Wii U Pro, like they just sit nicely at the top of that pad. Uh, and I have no issue just dropping down to hit those face buttons. But it's built like shit. It's creaky. The buttons actually rattled around on me when I would even move it. So it's out. Um, so the DualShock 4, I love the light. I love the stupid light. Everyone hates it. It's a flashlight for me when I'm in my basement and all the lights are off and I need to go to the bathroom. I love uh, it. It flashes red when I'm about to die, which is all the time. Um the only thing is the battery life. It's fine for me. I don't do like 10 hour binges. So, you know, it lasts me three or four days before I have to charge it. And I can just plug it in because it has a built in battery. A built in battery. Um, so, anyways, the Xbox One controller is taking the edge just because the build quality is good. The battery life's good. The sticks are good. I, I have to give it to that in that edge. But, like, you know, if you could take some of those properties, I think the DualShock 4 would, like, would edge it out, but I gotta say Xbox One. Justin, what you got for me? Okay, um, I am going to echo uh, what Finn said. I am also somebody with small hands and prefers symmetrical sticks, so I really like the DualShock 4. It's really, really comfortable. 
um, for me. Uh, it just, you know, feels really good in my hands. However, there are some things I would like to do. I'd like to see improve. Um, obviously, the battery life, which we have mentioned. Um, and, uh, you know, I think they could probably, you know, make like the texturing on the sticks a little bit better. Like, I really like the texturing on the Xbox One stick. Um, and stuff like that. But, like, also one thing nobody's mentioned and I feel like is criminally underused on the DualShock 4 is the touchpad. I think it's really cool. It's the world like, map button. Yeah. yeah. It <laughs> it's used just as a big it's button. It's the select button. Um, and, like, but, like, some, uh, some games have, like, let you use it for, like, quick inventory stuff. Like, Far Cry 4, you could use it and you just put your thumb on and spun the wheel for the um you know for your quick inventory and it was awesome and they actually took it out in like far cry 5 and stuff which really bummed me out because it felt really good it was really fast um and i'd like to see that kind of thing used more because it felt very good hang on let me grab let me grab this baby that wants my attention so um i i want to mention a controller that uh, I do not believe human beings can enjoy using. Yeah. And that is the original Xbox Duke controller. <laughs> I, I, we're we're going to go the opposite way now. We've talked about favorite controllers. That controller, I could barely, like, fit my hands around. And, like, those, like, bean-shaped buttons, like... Oh, yeah, the white... Hurt, and, like, my like, thumbs just slid off. Like, that controller just baffles me. It felt like somebody had never used it. It was very similar to the Dreamcast controller. Can I just Except say that I'm... huge. Yeah, I'm well, I sure, Dreamcast controller is big. I'm pretty sure the only people that claimed to like the Duke controller were Xbox fans that only had an Xbox in 2001 and essentially had gaming Stockholm Syndrome. And they just convinced themselves that they loved it because it was all they had. I have to agree. Nobody liked it. And it's not even a, oh, well, if you had big hands, it was comfortable. Motherfucker, I have Sasquatch hands. I and I hate the Duke controller. I got the biggest, the only person I've ever met who has bigger hands than me is over seven feet tall. Like, I have, I'm, I got the Hank McCoy hands over here, okay? The Duke was a pile of shit. It was so bad that even Microsoft redesigned and re-released and replaced it officially. Like, nope. This this was bad. We want a do-over on our own controller. I've, I don't think that's ever happened, has it? With a major platform like that. Uh, well, kind of with the DualShock for the original PlayStation. Yeah, go yeah. where they added the, the, the sticks. Yeah, this really, that's one. different. They were adding to that. That wasn't like, we fucked up. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I it, it, never, it, yeah. it never actually released, but I'm pretty sure that prototype PS3 oh, boomerang oh, controller. Oh, that was bad. That was so bad. And then bad. they were like, wait, I, no, I've, that was garbage. I've heard, like, from people that have actually held the prototype that it was super comfortable. It just looked extremely stupid. It looked like it would weigh nothing, which is oh, not yeah. good. I like a little heft to my I controllers. Like, that was, yeah. that was yeah, my thing, like, with the, the six-axis on the PS3, like, is yeah. it felt so bad without Rumble until they actually released say, the yeah. DualShock I always version. liked putting Rumble packs in my like, N64 controller and Dreamcast controller just yeah. for the weight. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, speaking of six axes, did you ever play Lair where you had to like yeah, I did. tilt yeah, I did. to fly? Oh, 
<laughs> Look, I played Lair. I, I played like half an hour of Lair, and then I and then I went it. back and played Lair after the patch that added actual controller controls. And damn, Lair was actually a lot more fun than the dual the six axis led anyone to believe. The performance <laughs> was real bad. I remember like a screen tearing all over the place, and it ran real choppy. Yeah, you know, I actually never got to talk about my Lair. favorite controller. Oh, I am. Okay. I'm sorry. No, it's good. I do want to get into more terrible controllers because that's also fun. Because I, um, I, I, I just there was silence and I wanted. Yeah, sorry. I got, I got, I dog, which she's also kind of like wants attention, but she's gonna have to wait. Okay. Um, so I'm with, I'm actually with Jeff in a lot of things. Like I like my ergonomics. I like my battery life. I like my heft. The Xbox One controller is, in most ways, my favorite controller I've ever held. Um, it is extremely comfortable in my hands. I love the control sticks. I do agree with you, Finn, that I wish the, the triggers had a little bit more resistance to them and maybe a little more click at the end. I've heard the Elite is way better for that, but, like, it's also a stupidly expensive controller, so, mm, no. Um, I do like the option to use it wired or wireless is kind of nice. Um, I would say there's a couple things that hold the Xbox One X, or the Xbox One controller back from being the perfect controller if you ask me first off there's no uh motion control whatsoever and i think we're at the point where you gotta have some basic gyroscope and movement shit like it's it's silly most games probably won't use it it's not that expensive to add in um some basic stuff and to be honest with you gyro aiming in a lot of um but, but, but what am I trying to say? Gyro aiming in a lot of these like Switch and Wii U titles was really nice. I was a big fan of that. Um, yep. The other thing is, uh, and, and one thing that I think the Xbox One controller does not get enough love for, you need to hush, is the fact that its batteries are replaceable. Um, yep. I will, it doesn't get full points for me. Um, I kind of like and don't like that you can use AA batteries. Right now, I'm using rechargeable AA's in my Xbox One controller that I use on my PC. Um, I think eventually the smart thing to do would be to not give people even the option of using disposable batteries and stick to rechargeable battery packs. But, like the PS4 controller, I can't replace that battery without opening it up and voiding the warranty or sending it into Sony. I can't do that with a Switch Pro controller. I can't do that with Joy-Cons. You know what I can do that with? An Xbox One controller. And that's an ecological nightmare when you've got a controller like the like the DualShock that uh, you can't swap the battery when the battery starts to lose its edge um, or you can't do so with that. Like you, how many me or you, right? Many of us watching and many of us here on the show probably could swap the battery in our controllers. But how many people are just throwing those things away? And then buying a whole new PlayStation. Controller? Ooh, not like, me. I take them to GameStop and trade yeah. them in. But like, it's just, it's not good for the environment not to be a hippie and it's not good for consumers. Like give people swappable battery packs. That's, that's my thing. Yeah. My issue with the Xbox controller is that they don't include it. So you yeah. buy the controller and then to have a rechargeable controller, you need to either drop another 30, 40 bucks on the play and charge kit or another 30 bucks on some decent rechargeable double A's. If they just included something like that in there i'm totally fine fine with it being removable like that's not the issue for me it's yeah just the added cost yeah now if we want to talk about some bad controllers i'm gonna put nintendo on blast who the fuck designed the nintendo 64 controller 
Someone with three hands. <laughs> That's low-hanging fruit, but still, who the fuck designed that? Like the I fact mean, I, that I like the Z button. Yeah, the Z button was a nice. That's it was all. like our trigger was a good, yeah. but like it was good for like Goldeneye and Perfect Dark. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like tolerable. The, the fact that people still debate how to hold the N64 controller, yeah, like, like I think that speaks volumes about how bad the controller is. Because it's like, it's like you can hold it on the sides. That way, you can almost hit all the buttons, or you can hold the stick and then one hand where the buttons are. Like, still half the controller is not being used. I, I, the first time I ever saw somebody, and this was as a kid, mind you, but that I saw somebody holding it. 64 controller with like one hand on the right side and then the other hand like splayed across yeah, exactly. the shoulder yeah. and the d-pad and the stick and I was yeah. like oh no maybe this is bad <laughs> even as a I, Nintendo fan kid I would love to share how I held the N64 controller because I feel like mine is unique oh um, if only we could see Jeff this is why you have hand issues imagine imagine if you will like the n64 controller or just hold a regular controller in your hand so i the n64 was my first real gaming console i had no experience with an analog stick for some reason i physically did not have the dexterity with my left thumb to use the analog stick i had no accuracy with it so i had to have my right thumb on the analog stick oh no and then I had to cross over my left hand to the right of my right hand and have oh, it on no. like the C buttons. Oh no! Wait, C yeah. buttons with your left hand? <laughs> oh no! So I would control the analog right stick with my right oh, one no. and my left fingers and palm were on the C buttons on the right side. Jeff, oh, this is no. why this you is have hand problems. This, this is why your wrists are fucked up. <laughs> wow. Like you're playing Twister with your controller. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Eventually, I got a Dual Shock, and I guess I figured it out. But You're that was not a good time. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. that is beautiful. Um, what are some other just miserable controllers? Uh, uh yo, you know what? I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Nintendo on blast oh, again. This, oh, hold on, wait. I got a better one. I, I grew up with a I grew up with a system nobody else had. I had a CDI. <laughs> oh no. What does the a CDI, CDI controller even look like? Yeah, I've got to look it, this up. Is that the one that has like, like a full number a, pad? Yes, it's a television remote. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> it had a television remote with an analog stick. If you can Google, <laughs> if you can Google, it had several. I got it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my there, god. There was look at this. It, a, it was an infrared controller, like a television remote, with an analog stick at the top. What? With, button, with buttons in a circular configuration around the analog stick. It's this insane. is the one of the was, worst things I've oh, ever yeah, seen right? in my and life. You were, meant, you were meant to play action games. Like, yeah. Like, they also, after that, they released like a Genesis style controller with like three buttons on the right side and stuff like that. That, that was the one I used to play games when I was a kid. That is but one yeah, of the most like, horrific the, things I've ever seen. When you bought the CDI, the default controller that it came with was basically a television remote. When I look up CDI controller, there are so many different official yeah. Philips versions oh, that's of this. Magnavox made a CDI and Philips made a CDI. It's they were like different, horrifying. There were different brands that were making them. It was weird. And oh. they each had their own controller, yeah. Finn. I've got a bad one. Ooh. And this is the, I don't know who actually remembers the 3DO. I, I remember. I, <laughs> I know of its I, existence. I've heard of it. Heard the of it, Panasonic yeah. 3DO controller was like a, uh, like if you remember how shitty the Mad Cats third-party GameCube controllers were. Yeah. It's like if Mad Cats made a Sega Genesis controller. Yeah. 
and it was just real. It was just a shitty Sega it Genesis looks controller. It, it was, and it didn't help that none of the games on 3D were very good. Uh, my best friend growing up had one. We would play it. Oh, that's miserable. Uh, yeah, that looks cheap as hell. Controllers were not great. I hate that. I hate that with every fiber of my being. It looks like the controller. I don't know if you're Googling it right now, but it looks I like did. the controller that comes in those Chinese knockoff, like plug and play. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 100 games in Gen- one. It's, it's the Genesis with the 800 games. 50 of them are Genesis games and the other 750 are shareware. Like, yeah. Je- uh, the Justin same game Nintendo. four different times. Justin. Yeah. So, have any of you used a Jaguar controller? I don't even know, and guess what? We're getting introduced to another one. <laughs> so, the Atari Jaguar, it, I mean, it was a legendary failure of a system. Ooh. But that controller, it, like, one of my friend's, like, dads had gotten a Jaguar for some reason. Who was responsible for this? I, this, was, this was after it had already bombed. I think he got it at, like, a garage sale or something. And I remember we tried to play Alien versus Predator, and like we were looking at this thing, and I I, I need to describe it for anybody that's listening. It has I've got it up like on the screen. Cir- a circle deep ad, like not like one of the ones that is like ridged or anything. It's just a circle, and then three like buttons on a very sharp diagonal, glowing red. And then and then here's the kicker: a full. One to nine <laughs> number with, with a star and pound symbol. You know what like it looks cell like? Cell phone keys. It looks like the kind of thing they that a hacker would use in a in a hacking movie from the nineties. <laughs> like like a I'm cyberpunk hacker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would strap it to its wrist. Like combine yeah. that with a Nintendo Power Glove, and you've literally got like nineties. I've managed to hack into the Federal Reserve. Like, and like you know. the, the other thing about it is the buttons, like. They did not feel good. They were like sharp, like plastic on plastic, like forcing it. it oh, it was bad. Needless to say, we did not try to play with that Jaguar ever again. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. I got my I got I got one last one. And I don't know if anyone else has any other good ones. But um, once again, I'm going to put Nintendo on blast. The Wii U gamepad. Yeah, the Wii U gamepad is the reason that system failed. It's not that it's necessarily super uncomfortable to hold, although it is weird placing your hands about eight inches apart from each other to actually use it. Um, I know there's some people who like, for example, using split joy cons just in like relaxed piece of shit mode, but (laughs) like enforcing that with the gamepad, bold choice. Um, Wireless controller with with an hour and a half long battery life bold choice <laughs> like you know and also didn't cost like a hundred and fifty dollars or I something i don't think you, you could wanted... even buy a separate you, one you couldn't you? buy you a couldn't. separate one but like if you needed a replacement they were insane uh, like, they were ex- we were <laughs> when i was at nintendo okay remember i worked for nintendo during the wii u era um one of the things i was taught in training about the wii u uh to answer questions is if people ask if they can get a second controller you say you don't need a second controller they ask whether or not like what to do um if their wii u controller breaks i was told to tell people or to advise people not to let their wii u gamepad break it was it was like well, if if, a, if, a, if you're out in a store for some reason right like you're not 
doing any kind of like engine because I worked on like displays and I did like a lot of dealing more directly with like store management. Um, but like if I if somebody asked me at a, like a demo event or if they have somebody happened to catch me and see that I had Nintendo on my shirt and ask a question and ask um, what to do if their gamepad broke. I was basically supposed to be like, oh, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Here's here's just another funny thing about the Wii U. I've literally never played a game on the Wii U because I don't know anybody that owns one. You've missed a couple of gems. Yeah, but within a year, everything will be on the Switch. I mean, we say that, but I'm still waiting on like Pikmin 3, Xenoblade X, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Mario uh, 3D World. Mario, Mario 3D, 3D World was super I good. Of so bad. Um, you know, right, none of you have said Wonderful 101. Wonderful 101, it. exactly. Like, oh my god. Um, Isn't Wonderful 101 like confirmed for Wii U? Didn't they tease or no. for Switch? No, it's been there... teased, but they've never made it official. They've it was basically like it's a fun a... like. Wouldn't this be but cool? It's like basically official. It's kind of like it's Bravely Default. It's not official, but it's been teased okay. for a while. We want to do it, but. No. We don't know if they're going to. Yeah, the the Switch or the Wii U has some games that I think will die if they don't get ported to the Switch forever. Like Tokyo Mirage Sessions is going to never be available again if they don't decide to do it Xenoblade soon. X. Xenoblade X, I feel a little more hopeful for, but yeah, like it's now is the time. Like I worry about some of those games being lost yeah. to time. Hey, if they if they ported Xenoblade to 3DS, they'll no. It's cool, we guys. We yeah. can trust Nintendo to put it on the Virtual Console. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, <laughs> everybody. Yeah, exactly. Derek <laughs> just died. <laughs> like I I still remember when the idea of the Virtual Console was first announced, like you know, like 15 years ago. For like when was it when Wii was coming out? Yeah. And we're like, oh yeah, it's, you're just gonna have this library of Nintendo games that you're just gonna carry with. You'll be able to get whatever you want. And you'll just oh, you'll be able to play any Nintendo game on it. No, and there it was. <laughs> Nintendo needs to stick thing. to this ARM architecture that they're using on the Switch so that they can keep they can build up a library and keep it moving forward. Because when you keep completely redesigning your architecture from the inside out with every single system, then your apps don't work across platforms. Like, and, and backwards compatibility, oh, oh my God, don't get me started. Oh, oh, I'm so glad I don't work at Nintendo anymore. I love you, Nintendo. I love my former coworkers, but I'm so glad to be gone. Oh my God. But before PTSD. we finish this on the topic of Nintendo, I want to say, I don't know if it's a good controller or a bad controller, but a controller that works better than I feel like it should have is the Wii controller. Yeah, um, I kind of like, like the Wii remote. I, I, my only issue is like my arm gets a little tired if I have to play games for extended periods, like pointing. Yeah, back, I like, a lot like, of rhythm, heaven fever. That's yeah. where you do the lazy piece of shit mode, like with a nunchuck and a Wii mode, like yeah, and just rest it beside you, like <laughs> playing game on couch. <laughs> you play Skyward Sword, like just bowling. being like. Mm. Yeah, bowling tennis. Like, <laughs> but with your hands obviously down, like, on the couch. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if people remember, but, like, I was working retail when the Wii came out, and I think some people think it was, like, an internet joke or a meme, but 100% people were throwing their controllers into their TVs because I had so many people come in either bringing back TVs that had a hole in them 
or just completely destroyed remotes. You know what's amazing is that that you Use almost never strap. saw the remotes get damaged. It was usually the TV just straight up had <laughs> like a fucking yeah. like a fucking Power Rangers villain shot a beam oh. through it. <laughs> like, oh, by the way, I got one more dig at the everywhere. Wii U from oh, when I was I'm working open for at Best it. Buy. Uh, when I was working at Best Buy, this isn't about the controller. This is about the Wii U in general. So. I was working asset protection, so I had to do checks on various um, products to make sure that they were wrapped up securely. Um, you know, and we had pretty tight security on Xbox Ones and PS4s. There was literally no extra security on the Wii U because we knew no one would try to steal it. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was official Best Buy policy, is there wasn't extra security on the Wii U. Yeah, sounds about right, yeah. It was um, not not past the first like month. It was rough. It was rough, guys. It's been a fun night. Um, I, if anybody else doesn't have anything else to add in, this might oh be a good God. time to Wait, call hold on. Really. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm Brandon sorry. hit us. Jeff, Jeff drew a diagram of how he holds how he holds the N64 <laughs> controller. Is it in the the chat? It is. I, I uh -oh. posted it in there. Yeah. So okay, I I screwed up one thing. I didn't see it. It looks worse than it is. The right hand. <laughs> Uh, I have it misaligned. It's not the right pinky on the analog <laughs> stick. Just move the right hand over a few inches. The Jeff, right where did you, where did you, where did you post this, Jeff? I posted, uh, I posted, it, I posted it in the, in Twitter. the DM. Yeah. Oh, DMs. I posted it in the Twitch chat. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't see it in the Twitch chat. Oh, in the Twitch chat. I see. Yeah. Oh my God. What? But, <laughs> what? But the right hand, just the right thumb is on the analog stick. The diagram so, is okay. not correct. So any, for anybody listening, please go to twitter.com slash Jeff Simulator. And look at this. Look at this. Look Hold at on. So you had, you had your pinky? No, no. The diagram is wrong. The right oh, thumb okay. is on the analog stick. You the right held, hand okay. But then you did this. He still had his left hand upside down <laughs> over the top of it. Oh my god. You gotta so hit crazy. the A and B button. Oh. How are you gonna hit that with your right hand on the stick? Because my right hand grips the middle grip. Right? Yeah, I guess. You have to tell me, Jeff. <laughs> There's no other way. <laughs> I don't know. Send that picture to me, Moto. <laughs> I would oh love to God. unbox my N64 and like try playing it 15 years later like a normal fucking person and see if I can do it now. You'd have to set up a stream camera that wasn't <laughs> your face, just your hands. Oh, man. That's worse yeah. than the claw that Monster Hunter players used to come up with to play the game on PSP. Someone did wow. make a Monster Hunter joke. Yeah, oh, that is, that is rough. I'm going to have to recover from that. I have one more story. Just since I shared funny, funny stories about being in Nintendo, I got one more. Just about piece of shit hardware, okay? <laughs> so when I joined Nintendo, and they flew me up to Seattle with the other new people, and we had our training, and in the headquarters they have this, like, miniature museum of Nintendo that literally goes through the ages, all the hardware, samples of games, samples of marketing materials. It's like, let's walk you through the, the history of the product. And, I mean, they start you at, like, the first pre-game and watch electronic games Hanafuda right that yeah, well you do you do have the hanafuda cards but they had some like electronic weird little electronic games before the game and watch itself um but they're walking us up through everything and they're spending all this time on every every product and then we get to the virtual boy <laughs> and they go oh yeah this is the virtual boy 
Next up. <laughs> when I was a kid, I sent a letter to the editor of Nintendo Power about why they weren't covering Virtual Boy games anymore. I got this like I got this generic stock answer back about like letters oh, to the know, editor was we, Twitter we before there was Twitter. On our newer products. <laughs> this was like you know a few months after the Virtual Boy had come out. Yeah. I didn't Ooh. even have a Virtual Boy. I just felt like asking. Me I questions. wanted one so bad. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> We done know now. Guys. I am I am pretty convinced that nope. the virtual boy is the reason I had to get glasses as a kid. Probably. It my, didn't my it actually fuck some kids up. Like I mean oh the only God. color was red. Yeah. That's not but good. I will say Mario Tennis and Wario were fucking dope. Yeah, staring into red for too long is not it's probably not good for anybody. That's an interesting choice. But <laughs> That's why it got one sentence. Do you remember the Tiger R Zone? It was like a headband. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, no, was, it was also red. Came down over your one eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a scouter, like a Dragon Ball Z scout. Oh, oh my god. god! I'm just looking at the picture of it. This is incredible. <laughs> yep. The, All right. I remember that from Oop. from the Saturday morning cartoon recordings I had yep. from when my grandma would tape all the Saturday morning cartoons for me with commercials and everything uh, if I didn't make it over there in time. And I remember the R-Zone commercial was in, like, every single commercial break. Your grandma's so wholesome. I love it. My grandma's pretty awesome, yeah. Yeah. Guys, it's been a good one. This was a good, this is a good time. Um... I feel really good about bringing back. Do we all agree this is like a better idea to do like the what we've been playing at the beginning of the show? Yeah. It depends on the on the week. Yeah. I mean, yeah, some weeks we might have a lot of stuff to go over. Yeah. Or we're all just playing the same thing and we want to talk about. It, but yeah. I mean, we it only took like 20 minutes and it was yeah. it was good. We covered quite a few games. So yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just it's just, you know, like it brings back some of the fun before the actual newsy segment itself. Because um, the the news is usually so depressing. It's oh, I know. Layoffs and <laughs> I'm and, getting tired of uh, talking about labor issues and unionizing yeah. guys. Like it's still important news, and journalism doesn't work about like not mentioning things just because they're similar to other things. But I'm getting tired of it, y'all. It's not good. It's not good at all. Uh, but yeah, I had I had a good time tonight. I hope all of you had a wonderful time tonight. Um. Do we have what housekeeping do we have? Uh, um, Jaden is officially the new host. Yeah, Jaden. Jaden is the new. John's not coming back. Pod yeah. podcast son. He's the new boss, which means I guess Finn, you're new, you're the new podcast dad. And absolutely, okay John. Um, I'm already logging into Final Fantasy Four. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, last little bits of housekeeping. Uh, we do have the SDGC morning show in the morning tomorrow. So it's tomorrow at. Uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time is the usual, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that'll be that should be me, John, and Reb. Um, and then next week, I know Finn, you're gonna be at San Diego Comic Con, aren't you? Yes, I will. I will. Be you can be repping your own show plus SDGC. I'm pulling double duty for the Nola Nerdcast and the SDGC over at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, I'm very excited. I haven't been able to go over there in like three years. I used to, this will be my sixth time overall at San Diego as press. Yeah. Um, but I will say what makes this year particularly special is it's the 50th anniversary. 
Oh, and, I didn't know that. And since San Diego is uh, the original Comic-Con, uh, it's kind of a big deal. It's like the 50th anniversary of this entire convention existence, like lifestyle as we know it. Yeah, and um, a lot of people are going to be looking at it because we got a lot of Marvel stuff this Comic-Con for sure. Dude, they skipped all of last year. Yeah. And now they're going to have a huge uh, Phase 4 blowout. We're going to see get all of our first yeah. info. We'll probably get our first teaser trailers. Plus um, gaming-wise, some Ultimate Alliance stuff and some Marvel's Avengers They have stuff. an entire panel dedicated to Marvel gaming. Uh, they're going to be talking about Iron Man VR, Ultimate Alliance 3, and Avengers. Um the it's always like what's crazy about san diego is it's so big it merges everything it takes anime expo packs and a comic-con and like mashes them all together no matter what you love san diego has it for you yeah it's just it's just big on a level and a scale you've never seen the thing is absolutely it's sprawling too it doesn't even fit the convention center anymore it now takes up like in any direction like a three block radius <laughs> All the surrounding hotels are hosting things. So no matter where you go, it's it's absolutely incredible. My friend is coming with me as my cameraman. Uh, awesome. We're going to be doing some some real cool stuff. Well, I'm glad you're getting to go. I'm glad you're going to at least partially wrap SDGC while you're there. Um, so obviously you won't be able to be on the show uh, one way or another next week. But maybe a week not. after that, we'll have you on. You can talk about your experiences at uh, Comic-Con because I'm sure you're going to have be, some fun stuff to talk about. And I'll be going to that Godzilla anniversary thing for you guys. Oh, yes. thank you. Please get some pictures. I, yeah. I'm so jealous. Bug I'm just going to take a bunch of pictures of me looking really nonplussed and just unimpressed. I'm just going to be looking at that Godzilla. Yeah. What is this? Godzilla? Like, Whatever. I've seen tougher. Godzilla? <laughs> He's King not Kong? that big. Yeah. Kong could take him. He's smaller than he looks in the movies. <laughs> yeah. I like, uh, the only Godzilla I liked was the 2001 with Matthew Broderick. Oh. All right. And with that, we have got to end the show. Wow. Thank you all for showing up. Uh, this is a good time. We'll see some of you in the morning for the morning show. We will see, hopefully, all of you next week. Um, guys, this is fun. Thank you, guys, co-panelists, for being here. I always enjoy when I get to talk to you all. It's Outside of the DMs. It's a good time. Yay. Yay. You kept the show on the rails, Derek. Yeah. So kudos. It's not always poetry. We don't always agree, but we do always keep it real. So until next time, be good to each other. Good night, everybody.